welcome into episode number 126 of the Brilliant Honest Sports Podcast. Back here, my main man, Joey House, goes on in Virginia today. Oh, it's uh, sunny and kind of sticky out. Where our weather is very synonymous with yours, so whatever we're getting, you're getting. Yeah, yeah, it looks looking like 80 degrees right now. It's partly cloudy. We might get a little bit of rain today, but uh, can't complain. Um, you know, before you know it, it'll be 30, 40 degrees, and and that'll be a lot different than than today. So, um, yeah, getting into it. I mean, coming off a, a Phillies win last night, it was uh, it was a close one. I'll say that. And you know, it's not like we're gonna break down every single last. MLB game you know it's a long season but um Aaron Nola was sharp that's for sure and and he was the good Aaron Nola last night as as there's always two sides to to that guy yes you're absolutely right and that's what makes trying to handicap the Phillies but uh Nola in particular so frustrating is the fact that you just never know what you're going to get it seems his last four starts have gone from good bad good bad and last night fit right into that cycle so I guess his next time out, he's probably going to get shelled for like five or six runs and 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 maybe make it into the fifth inning. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be shocked. I'll say that. So um, getting into, you know, you, you bring up the fact that it's hard to handicap. Let's go on on uh, on a little bit of a tangent on where have you been right? And as far as the betting is concerned and and, you know, what what are some of your most proud moments in uh in the sports betting world, I'll say that. Okay. Well, um, so I remember that I, I had two bets uh, earlier in my gambling career. Uh, one of them when I was still in the Navy, it was uh, 1997. And I was stationed out in California, out in San Diego on a ship. And sports gambling was at that time only legal in Las Vegas. But I, San Diego, where we were stationed at, was about 15 minutes from the Mexican border and Tijuana. And I don't know if you have heard, what you've heard about Tijuana, but it is a dirtier version of Vegas. I'll just put it that way. <laughs> so they, they have a they have sports betting down there, and we used to go down there all the time. So I'll, I'll, ne- I'll never forget this as long as I live. I had a uh, I had a three-team parlay, and I had the first two legs hit. And then the third game was Arizona State versus USC. And this is the Arizona, on this Arizona State team was uh, the future Ranger slash NFL player Pat Tillman. Uh, he was he was on that defense, and they also had uh, their quarterback was uh, Jake Plummer, but. So Arizona State was – they were really good that year. They uh, they ended up, I think, like 10-2 and two or something like that, went to the Rose Bowl. But they were favored by 10 points in this game. And I, I had laid the points. And USC had tied the game, and it went into overtime. So you're thinking in a football game, well, I'm screwed now because there's no way that they're going to do that. So um, – and this was – this was a little bit before the they they had the overtime periods like they do, but it, it's changed a little bit. Like now, you, after the third overtime, you're forced to go for two and all that stuff. This wasn't like that back then. It just kept on going. Um, but anyway, Arizona State scored a touchdown, 
their first time that they had the ball. So then USC got the ball, and their quarterback, I just watched this on replay on YouTube, and it was real grainy, but I'll, I'll never, I was on my ship watching. And like all, all my buddies who had Arizona State, they already ripped their tickets up and stuff like that because, I mean, you're, you're done. I'm, I'm like, yeah, like, they're like, no way, this is never going to happen. So anyway, USC dropped back, the, the quarterback dropped back, and they, Arizona State knocked the ball out, and their defender picked it up and ran back for a touchdown. So they end up covering this 10 or 11 point spread. Um, they didn't score the touchdown. They didn't kick the extra point, but they, they won by 13. And I like to this day, I like I will. Ne- that I was already a gambler, so that's not what got me into gambling. But I that's probably one of the biggest upset wins that I've ever because that stuff normally I would be on the other side. I would have had right, USC right. plus the 13 or plus the 11. I'm like oh, watching this. So it was just nice that I was actually on that side. And then the other one, the other really, really big win that I had, um, I was I was married. Actually, I was living in your neck of the woods when I was living in Lancaster. When I was married, I lived in Lancaster. And um, my wife wanted to go to like some sort of flea market or something like that on the weekend. And I wanted to do anything but. So I had had a really bad, this, it was a Monday night game and I had a really, really bad weekend. And I was, I was down a significant amount and the Packers were playing Minnesota and it was in green Bay and it was, it was a November game. It was a uh, Monday night game, like I said. Um, and I, I watched the video for this who I had forgotten that, with ABC still doing Monday night football back then, Dennis Miller was one of the, like how they rotated the, the announcer, the, the third color announcer or whatever. They had Rush Limbaugh for a little bit, and, but they had Dennis Miller. And I mean, Dennis Miller is a great comedian, but a football announcer, he's not. <laughs> so it, it, but it was Monday night. It was rainy. It was cold. It was November. And the, the, the total was 46 and a half points. And I remember thinking, there's no way in how they're going over 46 and a half points. Like this is this is underwritten all over. So I was, like I said, I was down a lot of money, and I I was like, I got I got to take this under. So I was I was betting with a bookie. So I I didn't no money had exchanged my hand had changed hands yet, but I I felt like I was down so much that the amount that I wanted to wager. Um, was 500 bucks. So I was down more than 500. And I, I just like, I can't do this. Well, my, my wife didn't know how much I was down until I told her, but I, I, for whatever reason, I'm like, I got to do the right thing and tell her. So I'm like, babe, this is, this is going to work. I mean, this is a lock guarantee. Uh, she's like, what if we lose? I'm like, well, if we lose, we're, we're going to be down more than 500. <laughs> so she's just like, okay, I'll tell you what, if you go to this flea market with me on the weekend, you can make the bet. I'm like, bet. <laughs> so I, I'll, I'll never forget. So this game, and I, I called, because I was working second shift at the time. I called off work so I could watch this game. And they the, the score going into the fourth quarter was 20 to 20. Oh, I'm like, God. oh, my God. Like, how the hell does this happen? And Favre was still the quarter. This was 2000 and two 2003 something like that 
So Favre was still the quarterback, and they just, I mean, they just started scoring and, and couldn't stop. So it's 20 to 20 in the, with almost the whole fourth quarter. And they're going back, back and forth up the field. Minnesota misses a field goal. Favre throws one of his patented interceptions. And it, sure enough, it's like going down in under two minutes, and it's still 2020. So it, it ends at 2020. They're going to nerve time. I'm like, oh my God, I got to sweat this out now. And I'm like, now wait a minute. Even if they score a touchdown, they don't kick the extra point then. All they, the most that they could score is six points because the touchdown wins it. They don't kick the extra point in overtime. Right. So it took me, it took me a little bit to realize that. But once I realized it, then I was just like, okay. So this play ends, this game ends up being one of the most iconic Monday night games ever because it's the play where Donald Driver caught the ball on the ground with the Minnesota defender beside him, and he got up and he ran in. Right. for the touchdown like it, it's one of the top 20 monday night football plays ever and that was like at that score was meaningless to me i had already cashed my bet but i'm just like oh my god so every time i see that i'm instantly taken back like oh my god what a what a great game and and the the thing is like going into that fourth quarter you thought the exact opposite you, like, oh you, my god it was uh, yeah I, I knew I was like I had my hands around my throat choking myself out I was just I was ready to, <laughs> your it was out. so yeah oh my god and and the thing was uh, so my wife we had a we had a um like a two year old son at that time and so she was sleeping and I, I I'm watching the game beside her in my in our bed and I'm like. Like doing everything I can not to yell and scream and stuff like that because I get very animated. In case you can't tell, I get very animated during sports. And oh, so when I think I I think I woke her up and I was like, "We won, we won!" And she's just like, "Good, like, good, leave me alone!" Like, oh my god. Oh, that's a that's a ride though. I mean, yeah, especially when you don't think like in both those both those stories you told me real quick. I mean, it's both the, the results ended up being the exact opposite of what you thought. Because at one right. point you're thinking, all right, Arizona State's, there's no way they're going to be able to, you know, cover this. And then at the end, on the flip side, there's there's no way that somebody doesn't score more than, you know, like one of those teams puts you over the exactly. point amount. You know what I mean? So, yeah, that's that's always, oh, man, that is a, and, and they say gambling's a rush, this and that. I mean, they're, especially when it's sports gam, like that's, you know, it goes hand in hand with, like, holy shit, anything can happen, really. I mean, really yes. anything can can and will happen sometimes. Like, I'll I'll tell you one real quick is I did, uh, and I'll throw these in every once in a while. I'll do a, a no runs first inning or runs mm-hmm. first inning. And I had it, you know, I picked all the games opening day this this season. Uh, in baseball, it was a 15 leg parlay. I'm looking at it right now. The odds were 900. Uh, I was plus 924,662 <laughs> on uh, on DraftKings. Um, at one point, so I I I was just on gut feel, you know, like okay, I I feel this is gonna happen. I feel this is gonna happen, like so on and so forth. And we, me and my my buddy, we put in two bets so we could cash one out early if. If it looks good, you know, mm-hmm. let's take some money and not lose it all. And then yeah. we're going to let one ride if we're, if we're really somehow the whole way through this. And I kid you not, we, so we cashed one out. We made like 450 bucks each that day. 
Nice. And, and they were both five dollar wage. Like we put five and five, so ten. You know, we have ten dollars mm-hmm. in the whole pot. We we get the whole way. Th- we were at the last game. Like we we fourteen legs hit, and it was like it was unbelievable. Like I was almost like shaking. It was a and I'm looking at it here. It's five dollar wager for forty six thousand two hundred thirty eight dollars, and I'm like shitting a brick. I mean, we would we would then split that. So I'm walking away with twenty thousand. I mean, well, after taxes, whatever you know, fifth whatever it is. But you know. Way more than you know, just just an absolute hail mary of a of a of a bet, you know. And it was the I, I'll never forget it was Angels Athletics on opening day, and I was like I took the over because I was like okay it's the, the Athletics probably like the, I looked at the pitcher he wasn't very good, and and you figure you have Trout and Otani coming up in the the top of the first like somebody somebody it's opening day you're gonna you got the adrenaline pumping somebody will get get through and and they'll just score a run. I just needed a run, and right. I I forget if I, somebody got hit by a pitch or somebody walked, and then Otani and Trout both struck out, and <laughs> I'm I'm kind of a I'm kind of a Mike Trout hater for what I I just something I don't know it's one of those things I just hate on certain people for I don't I don't really know why, um but that day I was like he I think he struck out on like four pitches and I was like God I hate Mike another <laughs> like and and I'll just never forget that you know that. Obviously, on the flip side, like I, I was grateful to win the four hundred dollars, but I mean, I was, inch, you know, I was an inch away from winning, you know, about twenty, 20 grand. Yeah, yeah, like it's, it's just it's oh. unreal what what you know how emotionally invested you get because I mean that was an all day event too. It was like you know, there's the one o'clock the games, the four o'clock, right? The seven, and they they all all the games all the teams played this year for the first time since like in like thirty years. So right, so yeah, that, that was fifteen. That, that is. But you think about it. So you put down what ten dollars yourself, right? Five dollars on each bet. Well, so really, you, yeah, I, I only put five dollars. Real, like realistically speaking, five dollars. Right. So five or ten bucks, whatever you spent. But you got a, a complete day's worth of entertainment for five dollars. Oh like, yeah, yeah. And and I don't know if it was good for my heart and everything else. <laughs> I mean, at that, at that last game, I was like having panic attack. I mean, I was like full on like. Oh, absolutely! Holy shit! Are we now, gonna do this? Like. And, and did you was, have the MLB network or something that you could see? What's that? Did, did you have the MLB network so you could see all the games? Yeah. So I, fe- I have a, you know, maybe I shouldn't disclose this website on, on, on our, our ways, but there, there's a, a website I, you can follow, you know, you can see all the games for free. It's, it's, okay. it's a little wonky for sure. And some days it works better than others, but it was working good. I was working. I mean, if I couldn't get the game, I would go on the MLB network right. and like through team through my phone service they give me free mlb network but mm-hmm. there's always uh blackouts everywhere so it's it's like i can maybe watch two games out of the 15 that are on because everything else is blacked out but right that's but pain. yeah no i i you know we we watched like i think it was I, we watched the yankees giants and then it was braves and somebody else. like we watched the first couple and like we were just hanging out that day and and my buddy and i and and we were like all right we'll check back you know, we'll, we'll continue checking our phone, but we're not going to sit here and watch all of them. So right. Then, like, 4, 4.30 rolled around. We're, like, eight or eight games in or whatever, six, seven, eight games in. We're like, all right, we're doing good. Like, you know, we're, and then the 7 o'clock games hit, and it's like, holy shit, like, this might, <laughs> you know, and and his dad was telling us, like, you should just, like, because we could have cashed out for four grand um, going into, like, the last three, I think it was. Um, right. And I was like, no, like we're like we already made four hundred bucks. Like, right. I'm cool with 
we made a profit, so I'm not going to sit here and complain. A, a nice profit. <laughs> I mean, yeah, a exactly. substantial so, profit. And and if I would have cashed it out and then we did hit, I, I would oh, yeah. be able to like, forget that. So I understand. Absolutely. And, and it's it's interesting. So how, how how soon did you cash out? Like when was the cash out point that, that you made your – you took your first profit? I think we took it after the, like all – like there was – I think there was like a couple one. There was like three or four one o'clock, and then there was like a middle afternoon, like a three o'clock. I think Tigers game, mm-hmm. and that's when we took it because we already like threw three or four or five legs through, and I was like, all right, let's let's get something out of this because it could crash at any oh. point. This can, you know, it's such right. a such a risk. So I think it was like four game. I want to say four, maybe five games in, we cashed out. Um, oh, but they, I, in my opinion, they should have gave us a little more than forty two hundred going into. I mean. It, the cash out was 46,000. And I think that was at the point where there was three games left. So, okay. I mean, whatever, I can't, I can't complain too much, but <laughs> if, if I would have saw that number be like 15 grand, I would have cashed out. Like, and really? No, you know what? No, I probably still wouldn't have. I probably still, but I would have like really thought. You would have thought about a lot more. Yeah. But I, no, I, my buddy was trying to get us to cash, like just take the money. I was like, nah, right. like, I don't regret I, it. I don't, I don't. No, not at all. Cause it's a hell of a ride. And this is how I think about that. Cause um, it, it's interesting. You talk about the early cash out. Cause uh, my, my buddy and I, that we, uh, I gamble with, uh, we're always talking about things like that. And not that $20,000 is life altering money. It's not like you're going to retire off that, but five figures is a hell of a lot different than four. So, you did the right, like, I mean, I, you handled it exactly the way I would like, and because if you would have cashed out for 10 or 15,000, well, 15,000 is that, cause that's not, cause the final payout was what? 20 some thousand. Like, so we would, the, the, the total cash out was 43. So we were oh, 43. So you would have split. Uh, so bit, call, we'll call it 20,000 just though. So. 15,000. Well, so if you would have cashed out 15,000, then you're only making 7,500. So, correct. Yeah. So, yeah, like if if you would have cashed out to take the the 10,000 or whatever, but then it hits, I, yeah, you did the right thing. <laughs> it's, it's, oh, it's a, like, like you just, I mean, the, the stories you told, like, it's, it's wild. Like, and and with that, like with my example, it was a hail mary. Like I just threw it, and I've done them since then, and I don't even get out. Like the second, <laughs> yeah. you know, the second game will explode. So it, it's fifteen legs is a <laughs> hell of a big. I mean, I'm tickled. To, I think I've hit like five, or two five team parlays, five leg parlays in, in my entire life. Like I, I can't even fathom getting fourteen out of fourteen right and waiting for that fifteen one. Like that just. Oh, I yeah. want to have a disdain for the Angels for that because it, it's not so much the the A's. Like I expected them to um, not score, and they actually right. they got the, the funny thing is uh, I'm pretty sure they had a guy on like second and third at one point. Like I know the A's were threatening in that first inning, and oh, like, oh my god, of all teams that are gonna, <laughs> or or it's vice, you know, whatever it was. I, like I I took that game over. I'm I'm almost positive I can't see it. I if I pulled it up, I would, but. Um, I'm almost sure I just took it under and then like, it was like one out and, and the angels got out of it. I was like, Oh my God, all you guys have to do is just, you know, get like manufacture one run to come in. Right. And, and they couldn't and, like Otani strikes out, Trout strikes out. Oh, like, oh my God, I'll forever. Hate such, 
like yeah absolutely and it's funny because i'm the exact same way if, if a team or a player costs like screws me over in a bed or something like that i have a very long memory i i, I do not forget and uh well what's interesting too is that the a's who are so historically bad actually won that game because the, the angels were because i remember opening day very well i i was had uh, a lot of skin in it and the angels were like a minus 200 favorite and they, they lost and then the A's just started losing it in, in, in droves so but that's oh my god that, that, i can't it, i'm still trying to wrap my head around it like you had said it was a good story and you weren't lying that's that's for damn sure. Uh, it was, I, I, yeah, maybe, you know, maybe I'll never see that type of ride again. It's probably it's more, obviously it's more likely than not that I won't, but um, yeah, it was fun. It, regardless of the, like the experience was unlike anything. I mean, I, I've, I've messed around and hit like three, four legs and stuff, but um, every once in a while, I mean, maybe this weekend I'll throw in a whole, like I'll throw in a $5, no runs first inning, but I don't expect um, to go on that type of run again. Like like you said, I mean it's it's a hell of a lot of fun, and and it's like you know you don't know what's day to day. You don't like that, that you know. I real quick, I bet on the the Braves yesterday, and I think they end up losing like fifteen to twelve, or it was like no, they won, but they 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 won like fifteen to twelve. Okay, right, right, but like that game, like no one expected. Like there was the Dodgers beat the Orioles last night, 10 to three. Like there were a million blowouts last night. And like, who sees that come? You know, like it's, unless you see like Garrett Cole, I mean, that's not even a good example. If you see uh, like a really, really good pitcher on a really, really good team, like a Valdi on the Rangers going against the, the athletics or something like that. Maybe you see, you know, Rangers by five or something, but to see like four or five, six games last night where they're like, you know, people, the teams are winning by five, six, seven runs. It's, it, you don't see that often, really. Well, yesterday was actually an historic day in baseball scoring. Uh, 12 teams scored double digit runs. And it was the first time that that's happened since 1884. <laughs> uh, and so, cause I was listening to uh, a, a show this morning and they were talking about that. And they, I think it, I don't know if it set the record because uh, they, you can, their websites have a uh, wager called the Grand Salami where you can bet on the over under of all the runs scored in a single day. And I, it went over obviously, but I don't know if it set the record for most runs scored in a single day, but I did take note of that. that with 12 teams scored double scored in double digit runs yesterday for the first time since 84 1884 not 1984 1884 like it was, it was crazy speaking of gambling um the women's world cup is starting up and the united states first game is against vietnam and the u.s women's soccer team is much much better than the men's the women's team is favored uh, you have to lay forty thousand dollars to win a hundred. Hundred dollars. The hundred, yeah, hundred dollars. It's four <laughs> four thousand to one. Wow! Imagine if they come out and lose. I mean, I, I doubt. I very, <laughs> very, very doubt that's gonna happen. There. Well, you were talking about big spreads, and because in soccer you might see a game or two or something like that. There are I, at least four different games 
that the spreads are like five and six goals. And there's there's a I, I don't know if it's the if it's the U.S. women's team or not, but one of the games is the team's favored by I think six six goals and the over under six and a half. So they're predicting that they're going to score six goals and that's it. Like the other team's not going to score at all. And I think it's England. Like some of these games are. And and then I also heard uh, Bayern Munich played a friendly against some team and they won 26 to nothing or it was in the 20s in goal like soccer <laughs> this isn't football right now. this is well it's football but it's european football they the the score at halftime i think was 11 to nothing <laughs> wow yeah that's insane goodness sakes um yeah, that's I soccer. I don't myself. I don't get too too into, um, you know, no dis. You know, that's obviously I think most popular sport in the world. But uh, I'll leave my my comments as far <laughs> as my my interest level uh, to myself. But yeah, that's I mean, what what are the spreads? You I, I would think the spreads are probably like two goals, if that. Usually, like on yeah, a, on an equal playing field. Yeah, uh, there, you won't normally see spreads more than like two or two and a half goals. Um, typically, it's a lot like baseball. Like baseball, the run line is generally one and a half. Yep. Um, every now and then you may see a two. and But that's when you've got like a, a Clayton Kershaw going up against an Oakland A type team or something like that. Like you have to be really, you have to have a big disparity. Um but in in soccer, it's it's very similar. So you'll see, because I, I I do follow soccer, not as much as, as my other sports, but I, I like European soccer a lot. And the spreads are generally uh, anywhere from a half a goal to two and a half goals. Right, right. Yeah, that's, and not to get too long-winded in it, but I mean, uh, whatever, who cares? But <laughs> the uh, the NHL is interesting to me too, because, what the, if I remember correctly, I mean, I, I bet I pretty I bet pretty hard on NHL, um, and I think what the the goal I should know, but the the goal line what it, it's usually like one, it's point five, like norm. Yeah, norm normally one point five. One point five. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, really, you got and and yeah, there's nights where it'll be a six to two. Like I I remember, I think it was the Capitals. They beat somebody like seven to two the one night, and and you know that type of thing happens. But it's like there's a ton of close, like taking a team in sixty minute line even is is a risk. Like even if it is like a good you know like a, a Vegas team, and they're playing like the Flyers this past year were, were really bad. So take that on you know at face value. You're like oh Vegas in sixty minutes, especially if they're in Philly. It's like it's risky. Like it's. Yeah. A good, yeah. a great team against a bad team in sixty minute is no shoeing. Like it's right. Hockey does, and I don't handicap hockey at all. Um, I, I, I mean, I keep up with like who's doing well. Although I didn't know that the Flyers were bad this year. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, so I don't handicap hockey, but I know a lot of people that do, um, and I know a lot of people um, play fantasy hockey, and particularly daily fantasy hockey, and even people that don't really know hockey can be quite successful in daily fantasy hockey. And so I, 
Yeah, I, I feel bad now. I didn't even know the Flyers were bad this year. I know Vegas was really good. <laughs> oh, it doesn't. I mean, it's yeah. This season's over and done with anyway. So, um, but yeah, it, it's I I love betting hockey because only because the like it's such a tightly content like it's and I love baseball. Like baseball is my first love. I love football. Like I love them all. Basketball is whatever to me anymore. But it's like hockey is like you pretty much gotta watch. You don't have to watch every minute because obviously it comes down to the third period, but it's in, like it's like okay, who's gonna win? It, it hardly ever do you see it where it's like okay, this team's a lot better than this team because somehow, some way, even if you're playing like a San Jose Shark team, they'll make it a three to two game. Like somehow, some way, they they scrap like these teams scrap a lot and they you know there's fighting and everything. Like there's there's so much that goes into just one hockey game that. Mm-hmm. Um, is exciting to me and 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 yeah it, but betting those those like like you said handicapping those games it's it's no joke because it's hard to do it and especially on night in night out basis it's yeah and you were talking about watching you have to watch the whole game because literally when when it happened um when i bet on basketball i is particularly the nba i typically don't tune in until the fourth quarter unless i bet like a quarter or a half time because I, I can't tell you how many times I've seen my team be up 15, 20 points or laying like three and they're like, oh, this is a lock. And the next thing you know, the Sixers are notorious for this. I mean, they'll be up by six, 16, 17 points going into the fourth quarter and then lose. And I just – so, yeah, I, now the last couple of minutes in a basketball game are, are, are incredibly jam-packed with excitement. And I have watched – I remember watching a couple of Flyers playoff games uh, the one year that they played the Penguins and they had like a set six overtime game or something like that. Or it, was, it was a long overtime game and overtime playoff hockey is without a doubt one of the most exciting and particularly like when it's a, a, a final game, like a game seven of a series or something like that. It, that is, I mean, every shot is just like you're on your edge because what with one goal your season could be over oh yeah and the speed like the the amount of speed that's involved in in just playoff hockey in general like you can see a huge difference from like the first round of the playoffs compared to the regular season in hockey mm-hmm. and for me where you know and and everybody has an opinion and it's a podcast so we can we can go there <laughs> but it's like basketball they just call eight million like it'll be two minutes left in the game and you're like, Oh my God, here's 45 minutes of actual time. Like that's where it like, it drives me. And like, they have to put a cap on how many times you can intentionally foul another team. Like there's gotta be something. I know there's the bonus and everything, but that obviously it doesn't stop people. Like if they're going to send and they start hacking the worst guy on the team. And it's just like, I don't, I, I can't, I used to love the NBA and I, the more I watch it, the more I just get turned off by it. Yeah. I, uh, I'm, when it comes to basketball, I'm a much bigger collegiate fan than I am NBA. Um, although I like the NBA for daily fantasy more than I like probably any other sport. It seems that it's not the easiest to handicap, but the the players perform night in and night out to pretty much what you what you expect them to to do so. Um, whereas like baseball is just such a crapshoot because it's 162 games. So, you, I mean, Shohei Otani can one game hit three home runs and the next game go for five with five strikeouts. Yeah, and and that's a, a 
week without it. Right. Uh, exactly. Or, or and so I mean, you get the best hit. Of, I mean, you, that kid from uh, the the Rays that was flirting with 400 a while ago, he's still going to fail 60% of the time. So if he goes over four, it, it, the world uh, it's it's just a bad game. <laughs> like if you if you've got your, your money on 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 him with the uh, daily fantasy, that that bad game is now. Oh, well, I just lost that bet. <laughs> it's 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 as you know, it's a roller coaster ride with like just especially daily betting. Like last night I got burned and like, it looked like it was going to be okay. And like, yeah, I just, it's, it's such a Jekyll and Hyde thing. Like even yeah. when you think, okay, this is a lock. And then sure enough, something like you just gotta be, it, it's locked real. I mean, it's, it's strategy and there's obviously there's better ways to do it than others. And I'm not denying that. And I'm no expert by any means, but, um, there's so many instances where it's like, damn, how did that, like, why did that happen? Or, Yeah. Well, it, it definitely, as I've, as I've really gotten involved into it this year, it, it it's a process. And the, the biggest thing that I would tell people when they are handicapping is to be process oriented and not results oriented. Um, for example, uh, a couple of days ago, the, coming straight out of the, the All-Star break, the Phillies p- played the Padres. And they, uh, Hugh Darvish has had a down year, and Ranger Suarez was going for the Phillies. And the Phillies, like, on paper, they were they're playing at home, just playing great ball, and, and Darvish hasn't been able to pitch his way out of the wet bag this year. And it was just – this is a good bet, and I, I have a I have a buddy who has a uh, has a computer model, and he ran this through like ten thousand times, and he's just like, yeah, the, the Phillies are going to win about 60 percent of the time. Now that sixty percent sixty percent of the time is a significant advantage in sports betting, but that still means ten out of ga- ten games they're losing four, and right. sure enough. They lost. I mean, you Darvish pitched like he was the second coming of Cy Young, and, and then the Phillies sweep them, uh, sweep the rest of the series. They won three straight against them, or two, two out of three, or three out of four. And the Padres didn't even come close. But just that anything can happen. I mean, the greatest pitchers in the world don't go twenty and zero. I mean, uh, Roger Clemens one year went twenty four and four. But he still lost four games. I mean, it's just like here's a crazy. St- I mean, I know this because I I followed you know the Orioles just as closely as I follow just about as close as I follow the Phillies or you know vice versa. There, uh, I, I I'm sure you're aware of you know Ali Rutschman, the catcher on the on the Orioles. Mm-hmm. He, since he's been brought up last year, and I I think it was in May of last year. I could be wrong, but the Orioles have yet to be swept. Um since he's been brought up crazy stat, like just, wow. Um, and the Dodgers have now beat them two games in a row. Um, you know, what's today, Wednesday, they, uh, yesterday and then Monday, they, and, and yesterday they absolutely pummeled them. There's like 10 to three Dodgers. Yeah, it was ugly. Um, today the Orioles are winning, uh, four to two. So if they find a way to win that game, right. You know, they're in the, they're in the, it says top second. I think it's yeah. tops. It says top second. Um, they would continue that streak. And I, I almost laid some money down on them today. And I'm just like, right, it's, it, this can't continue forever. Like, 
yeah, it's been a full season of this, <laughs> but basically, you know, May to, I mean, over a year, um, because I know you got brought up before July, but it's like, how does that, you know, that's such a weird thing. Like, you, you can't bet on them day in, they're not going to go 162 and 0 or even close, obviously, and nobody is. But like, to, to be like, well, I got to, if I can pick them one, one game in this series to win. And then it's like, well, they lost the first two. They have to win this one to keep, like, it's just, it kind of messes with your mind a little bit to think it like does. And those, those are the types of things, like, that's a completely inconsequential stat, but it's still a statistic. I mean, at the end of the day, it still happens. Like, does that have any validity in, in, in any handicap? No, but, and I mean, I'm looking at it now. They're up four to two in the top of the third, actually, right now. Um, but, uh, Kramer is is having a down year, but they're they're going up against Urias. That, I mean, that wouldn't have been a bad like I wouldn't have wanted to put my whole life savings down on that, but no, <laughs> but they I were I think they were underdogs and I think they were like plus one twenty or plus one thirty on the money line. So yeah, and Kramer's Kramer's kind of been like best comparison I can make is it's kind of like Aaron Nola. Like he'll come out, he'll give you the seven innings, two hits, couple walk, like he'll he'll look like the second coming out of nowhere. And then the next game he'll give up six, seven, and he can't exactly. get out of the third or fourth inning. So um, his numbers are like a little deceiving at his ERA looks high, but uh, in a lot of games this year, he's been really good. It's just the games he's been bad. He's been awful. So, and against a Dodgers team, you kind of expect them to, to have one of those bad games because the Dodgers will beat you up. You know, if you make any type of mistakes. Yeah. So it's a, it's interesting. And, and it's, it's wild. Like it's such a, but that, like, I just want to mention that like since Adley's been called up, no sweep has, has occurred. Like not even the first series he was in, like, it's just weird that it's gone on that long. That is, that is a really, really neat stat. Well, and that will definitely in the back of my mind now that I'm going to use that subconsciously, it, especially if I've seen him lose the first two of the three game <laughs> series. Cause again, that's, that's the kind of thing that you can, like, you don't want to hinge your whole, handicapping strategy on that but that's absolutely you want to take advantage of little nuggets like that so from so from what some of the best uh betting stories what let's uh, honestly let's hear someone on the flip side there on the on the uh, unfortunate negative side what what do you got you want an epic bad beat huh yeah let's why not right <laughs> well yeah i mean with with without the bad you don't appreciate the good so um <laughs> And I have I have a, an epic bad beat, but it's also probably one of the the quintessential plays in the NFL. Uh, so it was 2001, and I I was when I was gambling when I was married. Um, I either used the bookie um, illegally, or I uh, <laughs> I would do a lot of online betting. And because because I had made a deposit at the beginning of the year, or something like that, I had a a free fifty dollar wager. And it was playoff time. So I took this free $50 and it was the divisional round. And I, I put it on. Uh, so I, I it was uh, four games over Saturday and Sunday. And I made a four-team parlay. Uh, and I'll, I'll never forget it was bizarre because I used two money lines because uh, the Eagles were underdogs. again. They were traveling to Chicago. And they were underdogs. But I'm just like, well, Philly's going to win this. Like, I, I'm just sure of it. And then the other two games were uh, Baltimore and Pittsburgh, excuse me. And then 
uh, St. Louis Rams against uh, Green Bay. And this was the St. Louis Rams uh, greatest show and turf squad. And the Steelers, I mean, uh, Roethlisberger was there, but he was still really, really young. They were really good. And I mean, Baltimore was a year removed from their Super Bowl win. So they were really good. And then, so I hit the first three legs. Uh, Philly went into Chicago and it was really foggy that day. Uh, but they came away, they, they blew them out 33 to 19. So they were like plus 140 on a, on a uh, money line. And when you make a money line, like typically with a 14 parlay, it pays out 10 to one. But when you add the money line into it, uh, it, if you take the underdogs, it increases it drastically. So this, I had made a, um, I had a free $50 wager. So I put $50 down on this 14 parlor, which I never do. I never put that kind of money down on anything that risky. But uh, so I hit the first three legs and I'm like, oh man, the fourth game was Sunday night. It was Oakland at New England. And uh, New England was, their starting quarterback had gotten hurt during the year and they were starting this uh, second year kid out of Michigan named Tom Brady. And <laughs> So Oakland went in there and they were underdogs by like a point or two. So I had taken them on the money line. So it was my second money. It was my second underdog on the money line. And I, and both favorites, I had laid the points. So Oakland had gone in there and they're winning by 13 to 10 going into the fourth quarter. And New England's got the ball. It's late, like less than three, less than four minutes left. And Brady dropped back the pass and got hit by Romanowski and uh, Oakland recovered the ball. And I was like, oh, this game's won. And then they're like, oh, the play's further under review. Oh, I it was the tuck rule. Yeah. I, the tuck rule fucked me. <laughs> I, so, and then the rest is history. But that, so... I don't know if it's a good thing or bad thing, but I'm reminded of that at, like at least five times every year because they always talk about the tuck rule and then they'll invariably show it and I have to relive it. It's like ripping a scar of a scab off my wound every time I see it. But yeah, the, the, the tuck rule cost me my, and that $50 wager would have paid out. Like it would have, it was close to, it was probably over $5,000 because like it ended up being, well, it was, I think it was like 30 to one because I put some money, I put some favorites in there and stuff like that. So it was a, it was a pretty substantial payout. And I mean, $50 at 31 is over 1500, 2000, something like that. And fucking tuck rule. <laughs> of my French. No, I mean, anytime, anytime you bring up Tom Brady, I encourage swearing because <laughs> I can't stand that bastard at all. So um, what, Explain, because I kind of forget. I mean, I remember, like, I, I wasn't even really a lot. But, you know, going back, watching NFL films, this and that. What, explain to, at least me, I mean, I'm sure the listeners probably know, they, they remember. But what was, like, why did they call that, you know, what, what and, and what exactly is the tuck rule I'm trying to get at? Is okay. So, what the, uh, the tuck rule is, is they said that he was in, he was in the act of throwing, even though 
because he was bringing the ball up. I, I think, I, I, I mean, because I watch it to this day, and I still think he fumbled it. Like, even though <laughs> taking the money out of, like, I, I don't exactly know how they, what it is, because the way that it, the way that it sounds is it, as soon as the arm comes into motion to, to move the ball and I'm, I'm thank God there's no video here, but I'm, I'm doing it. Um, <laughs> but as soon as they, as soon as the, the, the arm comes into motion they they call that a, a throwing motion. So, or that was my understanding anyway, like, because like I said, I, I, to this day, I still watch this and I'm like, he fumbled that ball. There's no, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. And, and, and what I would like, cause I swear to God, I, and people can roast me and they can DM me and everything else, but I will forever like, yeah, Brady's an all time great. I don't like saying he's the best. Cause I just, I, I can't stand whatever. Like I can, <laughs> um, but he has had so many breaks, like, and you cannot like, he's, he's had so many comebacks. Yes. Game winning drives, Super Bowl winning drives. Yes. I'll give you that. But like, to re- I mean, how many times have that has that exact play happened? Let's say with the Baltimore Colts in the seventies, or with the Steelers in the eight. Like, I don't care who it is, the the freaking Rams in this playoff game, or the Browns in this game. Like, how many instances is that? Has that same some quarterback brought the ball, you know, back towards like he's about to wind up to throw it right? Like he's yeah. getting his, like, and and you know, obviously they'll call it now. Like if his arm isn't moving forward and it just gets slapped out. Like it, I remember. Uh, what's his name uh Brock Purdy on the on the Niners in this past uh in that NFC championship game against the Eagles I mean immediately as soon as that he snapped the ball he his arm got literally just broken in half mm-hmm. um oh yeah running. it was brutal right um and like that was a no no doubt fumble like there was no and like I I understand that but how many times has uh, like another team another quarterback done the exact same thing and they're just like it's a fumble or it's right. an inco- like they did it's they invented a play because of or they I'm sorry they invented a rule because of that that play that went on and it's like you can't tell me like this guy is not the golden boy like they made him and they go but on that- to win the they go on to win the Super Bowl because of it too like I I understand there's a lot to it and they got to win the next game and this and that but that was a major turning point and like that was the game basically so. right well. So I, I kind of get what you're saying, but the the thing about that rule about that play is that it happened before he was the golden boy. I mean, at this point, he hadn't won shit. Right, literally. right. But what, what I'm saying is that like that's another example of him getting oh, just getting getting a break, getting a break where it's like <laughs> yeah. that same thing has happened to like this yes. guy, this guy, this guy. Like you can't tell me that's the first time that's happened. Like no, I know. Well, and and I'm watching it now again, and. He he had his arm in motion, but he wasn't anywhere close to releasing it. So I, I think that's what they were saying is the fact that, well, the fact that his arm was in motion, because I'm, I'm now, like I said, I'm watching it on YouTube. Um, so as soon as your arm goes in motion, they, they now call it a, a the throwing motion. But I've seen quarterbacks that have, like, gone to throw the ball and hold on to it like it's, yeah it just it, it it still pisses me off and that happened under two minutes left but what's what's even worse is 
I, I just watching this now because memory is shit. This is what twenty two years ago. They the Raiders were up thirteen to three with seven and a half minutes left in the goddamn game, and it was I remember it snowing and all that stuff. But that so it's just there is so much that just goes into that. But yeah, that I mean to have one of the most iconic plays in the NFL be the one that the reason that you lost your wager is it's it's tough. Um, speaking of iconic plays, like the being the big Philly fan that I am. To this day, I still have never seen Joe Carter's home run in the 1993 World Series. I've heard it a thousand times, but I was not watching the game when it happened. I was up visiting my high school sweetheart at college, um, and I had we were at a party, and we, we I kept on going in and out of the party uh, to to hear the game because the the party was at a, it was at a, it was a big hotel, That's and the hotel had a. What's that? No, as I said, I was gonna say, as a real sports fan would do. That's, that's oh, absolutely! Oh, dude, you don't even want to get me started. What I've done at weddings, <laughs> uh, but so we we had this. There was a dance at the at this big hotel, and I was 21, but my girlfriend was 20, so she couldn't go into the the bar with me. But I, so I'm running in and out, and, and so the Phillies were up, and and I knew they were up, and all this stuff, and I had gone gone in, and the next time I I came back. I heard that they lost, and I'm like, what happened? They're like, oh, Joe Carter hit this home run, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, that, that sucks. They lost the game, the series, whatever. But to this day, every time that it's on, I'll either leave the room, I, or I, if I'm forced to like actually stay there, I turn my head. I, I just have not seen the actual home run. I've heard, the, heard it thousands of times. I've never seen it once. Fair enough. That that That's, yeah, I mean, I've. I wasn't like, you know, actively watch I wasn't alive. So um, yeah, I guess you weren't actively watching yet. <laughs> yeah, that that I mean, I'll never forget the Yankees Phillies World Series. That was I, and especially cuz it's the like I I, I Cuz it's the Yankees exactly. Yeah, everybody everybody knows I hate the Yankees like and you either love or hate the Yankees. So it's for the Phillies to lose to the Yankees, that's that's uh that's there's not much worse. I mean, if Phillies lost to them or if the Orioles lost to them in the ALC, like, either way, it's like I I, I'd rather see the Red Sox, and I cannot stand Boston sports, but I just, God, that, that Yankees world, that was brutal to, because yeah. there was, there you know, there, there's always a couple of games, not always, but there were a couple, like, there were, I remember the one blowout where they, it was just like the Yankees were just clubbing the Philly, and I'm like, oh my God, this makes me sick to my stomach, I mean, it's just, so I, I cannot, but that was, that was to win the, like, that's the exclamation point, that's what the Blue Jays, Blue Jays fans will hang on to that forever so and, and they have i mean because that's the i think that's the last time that they won a series right <laughs> and so yeah they, they, that is like their iconic play and and i i just yeah i've, I've never seen it um and i i know exactly what you mean because i remember i think it was like 96 or 97 the yankees beat the orioles in the playoffs and <laughs> i was it was 97 because I was dating a girl. I was in the Navy uh, stationed in San Diego, and I was dating a girl who went to Long Beach State. And Long Beach is about two hours, 120 miles from San, north of San Diego. Um, and it's it's all along I-5. So it's a really nice scenic drive and everything like that. But if you add another – if you leave 15 minutes or later than what you're supposed to, it can add like another t two hours onto the trip because the traffic is insane. <laughs> So 
I, I remember this very, very vividly. It was about 4.30 in the afternoon and I'm stuck in traffic, not moving at all, uh, probably about like 30 miles away from, from Long Beach. And the Orioles, I think the game had gone into extra innings or something like that, but the Orioles were, were playing the Yankees. It was, the I'm not a smoker, but I my girlfriend was and I experimented. It was the first time I smoked without alcohol being involved in my entire life. I was sitting in the car and I was all nervous and she had some cigarettes in the car and I'm just like, fuck it. So, <laughs> and, and I just remember looking at myself in the rearview mirror, I'm like, what the hell are you doing? But the the Orioles and Yankees uh, playoff game is what drove me to smoke. Oh, it's yeah. I mean, <laughs> forever there. I mean, their their fans come into to Camden Yard. I mean, yeah, I'm sure the Phillies too. But it, it, it's the fact that the Orioles are in their division. Like they see them all the time. Like I I just I cannot have a disdain for that friend. Like it's just their their fans are obnoxious. The I don't know. I'm I'm glad to see him struggle the way they are this year. And my my guy Brent at, at fourteen twenty and, and Jim at, at, at fan in the van. I'm sorry, but <laughs> I just I I nothing against you. I've I've hated the Yankees my whole life. I remember when I was little, I had a Yankees hat for like a day. I wore it for like a day, and then I like I'm almost sick to my stomach that I did that. Like I and that's how much it bothered. And and it's funny. Uh, my brother got me a Dallas Cowboys. My my brother's a, a Yankees fan and a Dallas Cowboys fan. Like the worst. The worst of the worst, right? Wow. Like, and uh, how's he, that even happen? He grew up. See, he grew up in the in the glory days of like those, like that was those were those franchises. Aikman and yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Aikman's and, like so. I mean, he he's older than I am, obviously, but it, it's and then like he's not too like he doesn't give me a hard time. It's just he right. those are the teams he likes, and he he stayed with them regardless. So I, I give him a little bit of credit because obviously the Cowboys have been inept for so, some time now and that even the Yankees now being not the team they used to be so right. but um yeah there's a picture of him giving me like I had a Dallas Cowboys uh <laughs> sweater on I was like four years old so I had no control but right but yeah no just a, a little side story but you know to to switch gears a little bit uh from the betting to like being there in person what what sticks out to you as far as you know, your best experiences as a, as a, even if you're in a bar, like whatever it might be, not, not in the stadium, whatever, but what do you remember is. So I think, uh, I think the most exciting uh, sporting event I've ever attended live, and this is going to probably shock you a little bit. It was an exhibition game. Uh, we were talking earlier about soccer. It was 1998 or 1999. Um, it was an exhibition game between our women's national team uh, versus the Chinese women's national team, they played in Hershey, and I I was a, I took a I took a friend of mine and we went to see it, and I, so you wouldn't think I mean first off it's women's soccer and then the second off it's it's just it's it's an exhibition game so you wouldn't think it would be all that exciting. It was without it was the only game I've ever stood my entire the entire game and didn't that didn't bother me. Uh, I didn't get tired. Uh, like I was literally maybe five feet away from Mia Hamm when, when she came onto the field. And I just thought that was the coolest thing in the world. Cause I mean, Mia Hamm is like the Michael Jordan of, of women's soccer. And it was just, it was, it was jam packed. I, the U S won, but it was close. It, it wasn't penalty kicks, but it was like, I think they scored in 
in the stoppage time in the second half or something like that. But it was a really, really close game. And it was an exhibition game, but you couldn't tell because they went, I mean, they just let it all hang out. And it was just so exciting. Um, so that was probably my most exciting game. The thinking about like games at a bar or something like that, there's, there's two that come to my mind. Um, they both actually occurred in 1994 during Penn State's beautiful 12-0 season where they got screwed. Um, I remember, the, the see, so I've broken this down uh, a great deal. The, the whole reason that they got, they got the shaft was because early in the season, uh, Colorado and Michigan played. And this was a Colorado team that was quarterbacked by Cordell Stewart. And Michigan had uh, uh, Tyrone Wheatley and Tim Bianca Patuka and all this stuff. Um, and Michigan was ranked really, really high. And Colorado was undefeated, at but it was only like the second or third game. And Colorado threw a Hail Mary. Cordell Stewart threw a Hail Mary to Michael Westbrook to win the game. And that game ended up uh, setting Michigan back. So when Penn State beat them, long story short, that that Hail Mary from Cordell Stewart to Michael Westbrook is one of probably one of the top 100 plays of all time of college football. And I remember being in the gingerbread man in Mechanicsburg. I was a fresh 21. I had just turned 21 maybe like two weeks before that or something like that. And I remember exactly where I was. I'm just like, oh, like I remember thinking to myself, oh, that sucks. Not knowing the ramifications it would have down the road, like how it was going to screw Penn State. <laughs> Um, but you fast forward a couple of weeks later, and so Penn State's, I think, like 6-0 or 7-0 or something like that, and they are traveling out to Illinois. And so they're taking on Illinois, and they're favored. They're, I mean, they're, I think they're like a two-and-a-half touchdown point favor or something like that. But they were down at one point in that game, 21 to nothing, uh, in the first half, and they came back and they won on the road. Now, this is a – that doesn't sound all that impressive until you hear – the, the players that were on this Illinois defense, uh, they had Simeon Rice, Greg Hardy. They probably had the best defense, if not in the country, at least in the Big Ten. I mean, some, like, future well, – I don't know if Simeon Rice is in the Hall of Fame, but he, he, was, he was a Pro Bowl caliber linebacker for a long time in the NFL. Greg Hardy, same thing. And they were, they were just stacked. And I remember my, I had just reported out to my ship – uh, about a month beforehand, and we had gone underway. We were doing some exercise, and we pulled into uh, San Francisco for about four or five days. And I was walking around with my buddy, and we had gone into the bar. Now, it's San Francisco, so they're three hours behind. So the game started maybe like 3.30 our time, but it was noon out there. So I had wandered into this bar. Just We had stopped just to get a drink or something like that, and I saw that the, the Penn State game was on. And they were losing 21 nothing, And so I'm starting to watch and My buddy's just like, we're not going anywhere, are we? I'm like, nope. So, so I watched that game and I had my Penn State jacket on and I'm raising all kinds of hell. And the bar wasn't all that populated because it was still relatively early in the day. But I, I was, I, uh, I tied one on that day and I just remember like, oh my God, I, I'll never. And I stood for that game too. Like I'm, I'll pace back and forth when I get really excited about a game or something like that. And I was just walking all around the bar, screaming shit like that. I'm surprised he didn't throw me out. <laughs> yeah, those are the, those are the, I mean, I've had plenty of those. Like when it comes to sports, I get a little, 
a little out of hand myself. Like, it just is what it is. Like, it's emotion, you know? So, yeah. you know, the, the couple of games, I mean, just games that stand out to me. I mean, every Penn State game I get. Like, I was watching the Penn State-Illinois, like, I think it was 2020, where the, that was nine overtimes. Maybe it was 21. No, 2020, the, the COVID year. Yeah, right. And I was watching it at my at my apartment. I'm surprised I didn't get like abs like the cops called. <laughs> like, I was I was throwing shit. Every every expletive was coming out. Like, it was the whole nine. But um, as far as like going out somewhere, I mean, I, I remember, I remember the Eagles, Eagles Saints playoff game when when Alshon Jeffrey dropped that ball. I I, I to this day, I think if he catches that ball, we beat the Saints. And I think we go back to Super. I'm not saying we win the Super Bowl, but I really truly believe that. 100% I, agree with you. I forget who. I think we would have played the Rams. I think that was when the Rams uh, played the Patriots in that Super Bowl, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, no. Um, wasn't that the Super Bowl that the, the Patriots played the Falcons? They I made that amazing comeback. No, it was more recent than because it was Nick Foles. It was after they won the Super Bowl. It was right. That was two thousand and two thousand and eighteen. We lost in the divisional round to. I'm looking at right now Pro Football um, Sports Reference. Uh, we, yeah, we lost to the Saints, and then the Saints lost to. They lost to the oh, no you're yeah I apologize you're absolutely right that was the that was the year after yeah you're yeah, not was, bad no 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 that happens to me all the time too, <laughs> so it gets like twisted but yeah it um yeah I really I, I like because that if you if you go back to that year that that Rams Patriots Super Bowl was like the I remember why I there's a bar right down the street from me and I go there a lot so we'll just watch some games and. I, I like my buddy and I left in like the it was either second or third like it was the worst Super Bowl I've thirteen ever to three very yeah. very boring and it was just running the ball running and I and I I've no like I hate the Patriots and then it's like <laughs> I I don't have anything for the Rams like I've no like ties to like whatever so I wanted them to win obviously but I was like I could care less about the Rams so that I, but I, but long story short like if the I remember watching that game I was downtown Lancaster. And people were, I mean, it was like people wanted to, like the one guy picked up the chair and put it back down. <laughs> so uh, everybody was raging. Because, uh, I mean, when Jeffrey dropped that, I think it went out of his hands and, and intercepted. And obviously not Nick Foles' fault there. But, uh, like, that was the that was the story of the game. Like, that, when that happened, you knew it was over. It took all the all the momentum away and, and just a killer. So I remember – I remember watching that game and then obviously the Super Bowl that the Eagles did win. Um, I was at a bar in Reading and, the, and that place was just going ape shit. And there was a couple Patriots fans at the end of the night that were trying to fight uh, some Eagles. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, the Eagles fans just never shut up. The whole, you know, right. the whole night. But they, I mean, they're warranted for that because like that's their first Super Bowl. Finally, Ever, beat the yeah. Patriots of all teams, like the dynasty, the golden boy, everything else. And like, it was just a, it was an event and, I had to work. It was a, obviously it was a Sunday night, and I had to work the next day. And I, I didn't call off. I, I went in, but it was like, man, I, that went in that because it, it felt like you know, like you said last time we did a show, you're like, you know, you might never see a, a Super Bowl. You know, you, you felt like right. that might might be the case. So, um, obviously, a moment I'll never forget. 
Yeah. And you're absolutely right. I, I, I mean, to this day, and I, I'm not sure I'll ever, that's why this last Super Bowl, I enjoyed it. And I, I, I was, I remember being just a little stunned after, after they, they lost that second, because they looked so good that first half. And, and that was such a, I don't know. It was that team. Like I, I expected them. Like after the during the season, they started to perform very well. I came to expect. I'm like I expected them to go to the Super Bowl. I not necessarily win because Kansas City's Kansas City, but that that Super Bowl where we did win, that was such an unexpected year because I mean, when Carson went down, and, and I'm not a Nick Foltater, but I certainly didn't think he would have the stuff to take us through. So when he did and and they just won, it was that that was such a shock. So last year, after the as the season progressed, I'm like this team is legit, and so I expected to do well. And then I really like I had handicapped that game. I'm just like I think the Eagles are really going to win. I, I try when I I try not to bet on my team very much because I'm always worried. They always say that that a sucker bets is on on his own team because you you can't objectively handicap your team and I, I try to do that i i can bet against my own team if i think it's warranted um but i just really thought that the eagles stacked up well offensively i mean just the whole game plan and i was proven right the first half they 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 had the the chiefs by the by the balls i mean and they just they let them go i, I think it that game it came down to it almost looked like they were too confident like they they knew that they had the game won or they yeah. thought they had the game won. I put that 100% on, on, on Gannon and the defense. Like, yeah, Jalen Hurts had the weird play where he, like, what, he, like, f- he kicked the ball, basically. Like, you know, he fumbled it from the snap, and then he just kind of kicked. Like, it was a mess, obviously. But other than that, I mean, you can't – it's not like he threw three picks and fumbled. You know, it, like, he didn't he didn't lose the game for them. Like, yeah, he made the mistake, but he wasn't, you know. He didn't pull first... Clifford. Right. <laughs> uh, but God, man, yeah, John, I, I, I forever will have a disdain for John. Like Gannon, it just sucks. I, I know the Cardinals are gonna suck. Uh, he, he, <laughs> like, cause if you look at that whole second half, like, there, and and I'm not saying it's completely on coaching. Like, you got to be better as a player to step up and you know make a play when you have to make a play. But like, you could look around and like Darius Slay's looking all around. Brad Barrett, like, no one knows what. It's like so much community miscommunication. And like people are running wide open, Mahomes is is running for twenty five yards down the sideline. Then they they punt the ball and the Chiefs return it for like sit, felt like the whole field. It was damn near the whole field. It was just like everything in the second half fell apart. But I really do put a lot of it on 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 game. I I, I just think with a better defensive coordinator, like almost anybody, we would have won that game. Like I, I I'm can I know Mahomes. It would have been close. I'm not saying that we would have blown them out. Like they would have made a run at the end, like they did. But I really do believe that it came down to the ineptitude of, of Gannon, honestly. And yeah. he doesn't—he doesn't know how to make adjustments. He's never made adjustments his whole time here. Yeah, who uh, who replaced him this year? Uh, Desai. I think his name's Sean Desai. Something Desai from the Seahawks. From the Seahawks. Uh, yeah, I don't think he was there. He might have been their defensive coordinator. Yeah, Sean Desai. Okay. Um. Yeah, I just have higher expectations. I don't know. I, I just think he'll be better. I, I really do. 
gut feeling. I think I'm going to be better. Well, I mean, it, it when you play Mahomes, though, he's so dynamic that you almost expect him to 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 make a run. Um, because after that that one game where they were down by like three scores or whatever, I, I think it was against Jacksonville the year before, and they just kept on. They came back, and they're just. I I I I hate wa- I hate watching I hate playing them because you're the game's just never over. Like you just can never even when you're you're winning by a large margin. I, I, it, Mahomes is just such a magician. And I I'm, I'm glad to see Andy actually finally get a ring and, and whatnot. But it just it it makes me a little sad that he never got one with Philly. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, and I'm I'm not arguing you there. Like it is, like he is a unicorn and, and this and that. But I just I looked at it like we kind. Of, yes, he beat us, but we beat ourselves in the same. Mm-hmm. Like we, if you if you aren't prepared, like you have to be at the very least prepared. Like there's been times where, um. Like, like the Patriots have stopped him. And, and like, there's been – like, it's not like he, these people can't be stopped. And you had him kind of figured out in the first half. And for him to just – I mean, I think he was, like, 14 for 14 at one point in the second half. Like, it yeah. was just like, man, you guys don't have an answer. Like, when it when it's like you don't even have an answer, you you, you don't know what to do, I, yeah. I got to blame – like, the coaching has to get blamed at some point because it's like, look, you're an all-time good defense. Yes, he's all-time great this – but like, find a way to to just make a play. I mean, you come up with one turnover, you probably seal it. Like, I, I just I don't know, man. Maybe I'm I'm just like I'm no excuse mindset type fan. But uh, that like I'm glad I'm glad that obviously we have the Super Bowl that we won. But like I at halftime, I even looked at my friend. I was like, this game is not over. Like this is like I feel good, but I'm like, if you expect the, the second half to go like the first. You're, you're not, it's not going to, right. but it just, it unraveled so badly and it looks so horrible. Like that punt return was terrible. Like it was just, Oh my God. Was- well, I think what makes that game so difficult to stomach is the fact that they did have him the first half that they, they had defensed him. They had game planned it very well and executed the game plan so well. So it's the, it's the idea well, we did it once. Why can't we do it again? And, and, but that's Mahomes. I mean, yeah, no, it's well, we moved on and we, and you know, it's on to next year anyway, but it, it's hard to get there. I'll say even, even in NFC, that's not super, super strong. It's, it's, you never know. Like, and I don't want to come up with the, the hypothetical of, of what could go wrong this year, but it's always a possibility. There's injuries, there's people not, living up to expectation like you never know i mean it's just and when you get when you get there you want to win because i think the chiefs will get back in the next couple years if i were to to look at it it's like will the eagles get back i think so i don't i i mean i don't know you know it's just and i think and we we want to get another one you know it's it's great to have one but as many as you can get like stack them up you know then people have less shit to talk about too because and for the longest time because there was a there was a uh, a streak where the NFC East won four Super Bowls in a row in the early '90s, 
And so for the longest time, the Eagles were the only one without a, a, a ring. And I have fans that are, I have friends that are fans of each one of the three teams in our division. And, and that's all the shit that they're like, oh, how many, all the jokes that I've heard. And, oh, look at that empty case. Oh, that's the Eagles Super Bowl trophy <laughs> room and all this shit. And I just for years and years and years, I had to live with that. And, and then watching, because I remember, I mean, I was a kid. That was a kid, but I remember the 80 Super Bowl when we lost to the Raiders. And, and then, so yeah, just watching all those defeats and all those NFC championships that they made and, and couldn't get through and shit like that. Yeah, so I, it's it, you're right. It's nice to have the one. And, and now I'm kind of greedy, like I want another one. And, and I, I think, I mean, I, I, I obviously picked them not to – to win the division this year, but that doesn't mean they can't win the Super Bowl. I mean, <laughs> but I I recognize that it's difficult, and you're right. It is just with with the season, especially now the the season 17 games that just adds another another chance for uh, offensive lineman to tweak his knee or Jalen to twist an ankle or or whatever. Yeah, no, that's. I think we we pretty much hit the nail on the head all all episode long. I, I think it, you know, as we dwindle down in, in our in our time. But I, I do want to shout out the the guys at the fourteen twenty sports podcast. Uh, shout out fan in the van as well as the level playing field. Two dudes with sports news. Definitely give at least give those guys a chance. I think you'll like what you hear for sure over there. And and my guy uh, on Twitter, it's always a captain. Is you know, it's always a captain or, or Captain Baltimore. He has kind of two two handles there, but. Check him out as he's trying to go forward with uh, some some Baltimore sports news, some Philadelphia sports news. We're we're working on some things as well, and and I got to thank Joey as he's he's come along on the team, and you know we're just trying to shoot whatever we have at the wall and see if it sticks right now. So it's, <laughs> I'm having fun. So hey, man, brother. Um, yeah. So until next time, we'll we'll catch you guys later. Uh, you know, give us a follow on Twitter at Brutally Honest without the T, and yeah, we'll catch you hopefully later this week. Indeed.